How's it going, everybody? Tony here from Kapowcast, and it's finally happened. The reuniting <laughs> of the original trio after COVID. Hell here, yeah. <laughs> here with here with Jeffrey, Jeff Jefferson's <laughs> Triple J. And uh What's up everybody? Mike, Michael Hi. Abomination Pooza. <laughs> we got Cody here, it would be a manly sandwich. It would. And uh we we've returned with some some great news. And uh you if you look over here at, at Mike and Jeff, you can tell maybe a, a, a one or two clues sitting in their frame there. Uh, we are going to be talking about the Black Widow movie that has finally dropped after a year and a half of waiting. Um, uh, can I add real quick, uh, just just a quick apology, because it's bound to happen. <laughs> <laughs> We're in my kitchen, and I'm gonna you're going to hear my dogs. It's going to happen. <laughs> if I get up in the middle of this and like, let them out. <laughs> but yeah we're gonna be talking about black widow and uh there's actually something before we get started that i i feel like we should share um this was my first time back in the theater post covid wow. mike i you've 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 went one one time before this right yeah and I jeff went and saw da -ba -da. king kong versus godzilla yeah this was my first time uh mike what were your feelings going back into the theater? Uh, <laughs> Arousal. Yeah, no, it was nice. It was good. I was glad to be there again, and it just felt like home. <laughs> you no, know, because there, there's a certain weird thing about, especially like going to a Marvel movie, like just going to the movies and having that excitement again. Nobody was wearing masks. People were licking each other's faces. <laughs> Just breathing all over each other. 45 minutes in, busting out in an orgy. Um, I will say it was very strange where we went. Because I, I, I always buy my movie tickets on my phone. And I just usually walk in, have them scan it, and I go on my way. There wasn't even anybody there to do that. There was nobody taking tickets. Nobody scanning anything. This is a Fucking free for all. <laughs> chaos. It's just, I was about to just say, organized chaos. <laughs> well, it was like the honor system, I guess. Like, oh, maybe, hopefully, I don't know if they're banking on people sitting in other people's seat. I don't know. But I, you know, I didn't see any ushers now that I think about it. Every time I've been to the movies, it's been a ghost town. Although it looked pretty packed at MGR. When, when we went in, because we went to the seven o'clock seven o'clock showing uh -huh. it was it wasn't bad but when we came out like the lobby was like pretty packed yeah and i was like well enjoy it while you can because we're gonna all lock down again in october <laughs> don't say uh, that yeah. do not say that <laughs> not oh, they're, they're they're already i've already seen stuff talking about how it's all right well happen again. certain things are happening and i don't i don't give a shit anymore <laughs> like oh yeah it, just fucking fuck, fuck it all like i'm not doing oh, this again I'm sorry. Yeah. I just realized. Yeah. No, it's no, it's it's happening. It's going it's on. Fucking happening. Fuck fuck it all. I'm not postponing it again. If anybody's wondering, I'm talking about my, my wedding. Um so okay, yeah. I was I was I'm I've always been on the side of the coin of just like I'm just gonna stream everything. Like why would I wanna go out to a theater when I have everything about a theater here at home? 
and uh, I can say that I was completely wrong. I went to, I went in and I sat down and the Marvel Syndicate like opening thing like rolled and I got just goosebumps and chills just like all over my body. I was like, oh, there. That's that's why we come back. Did, did you guys have like an absurd amount of uh, trailers? Yes. Uh, yeah, but I didn't. I honestly, I didn't mind it. I was it was it was I was caught up in the moment of actually being able to sit and have trailers before a movie again. Uh, so I was just all about all the trailers. When I bought my ticket, it said the movie was going to run from about seven o'clock to nine thirteen. We got okay. out; it was like nine thirty. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> Would be able to figure that 15, out. 15 minutes of trailers. Oh, it, was, you had, it felt like twenty. Yeah. Ours was about twenty minutes. I saw ours at Cinemark. I'd seen maybe two movies during the COVID. I saw uh, Mortal Kombat and something else. It must have really left an impression on me because I can't remember. <laughs> Was it the Nobody? Was it Nobody? I feel like you'd see Nobody. Wait, what? The one with the guy from Better Call Saul where he's. Oh, like, yeah. I wanted to see that, but no, it wasn't. Man. Anyways. Um,. I was really excited. I was wondering what the presence would be like in the theater, because every time I've been to a theater during the COVID all like two or three times, it's just been a total ghost town. But it actually filled up pretty good. Man, it just, you know, it's just like getting on a bike. It was the exact same experience, you know, watching people kind of overhearing them talk about, oh, who's that? And, you know, what do you think is going to happen in this movie? It was uh, just a magical portal through time. It's weird because like this is like uh this is like the last thing I've yet to do afterwards and I guess it shows like how deep deep and grooved it is in my life or was that when we got back in there was the first moment of normalcy that I've actually felt a sense of yeah. normal again 100% and I, I know um, and I, it's fucking I actually weird. was thinking about it when we were on our way there I was I was like, you know, I was like this, this summer. I mean, last summer was a complete wash, but like I felt like summer hadn't really kicked off. Like here yeah. we are, like past Fourth of July, and I still feel like we're in this weird like in between mm-hmm. thing. And I, I think part of that was Marvel movies for the past 10 <laughs> years have been that introduction that- into the summer movie season and summertime and all this other stuff. Uh it's just been associated and uh, Marvel, the, the Marvel movie experience was what was missing. I think in, you know, people can call me a Marvel fanboy all they want, whatever. Um, but Marvel movies to me are like the ultimate form of like comfort entertainment. Mm-hmm. Like I will throw on like infinity war Endgame, civil war, winter soldier, whatever, like just, as noise. It's like the equivalent of the office as a TV show. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's just the ultimate form of comfort entertainment where you can put it on, you can either watch it or you can have this background noise, but it's comforting. It's there. It's something entertaining. Well said, very actually well said you like, yeah, you don't get that. You didn't get that may kickoff. Like we're so uh, casually uh, used to. I think 
last year there was so much going on that you you weren't you didn't even it didn't even comprehend what was going on like no no it was just blah. but this year like it really felt strange yeah last year it was october before i even knew it oh god now this year it feels like it's dragging by like i just i don't know what's time time's irrelevant anymore it really is <clears throat> um but we we are gonna get this kicked off here Morning. this is your forewarning we are now entering into spoiler territory yeah. if you have not seen black widow warning shut this spoilers off ahead <laughs> Spoiler alert, I have watched the movie. <laughs> now that we know that. Now, <laughs> spoiler alert, she's dead in the end. <laughs> now, now with the whole video format, we're going to introduce a little bit of a new format to our reviews. Uh, so I'm going to give you guys some Kapowcast Oscar categories that you have to fulfill into... Uh, this movie so we'll start now with our overall thoughts on the movie mike you go first so i i told you this i think before and i wasn't particularly even excited for black widow yeah um yeah. that's why you're going I, first <laughs> <laughs> i felt it was a weird choice to do a movie about a character that seemingly her story ended yeah in endgame I still didn't, even though I was excited to be going, I still didn't have that Marvel movie excitement. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought the movie started off very slow with the flashback, but I really started to come around and I actually, spoiler alert, I actually ended up really enjoying it. Uh-huh. Um, I thought it had some of, as far as solo movies go, like the solo mo- standalone movies, I think it had some of the best action scenes since Winter Soldier. I agree. And it had that Winter Soldier-esque feel. Mm -hmm. Um, With that being said, (laughs) I do feel like some of it was too little too late. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is, aside from one scene, and that's the end credit scene, this movie I think would have been better and more important impactful if it did come out between civil war and infinity war absolutely and i think it would have made her death in an endgame even more of an impact i agree completely i said actually between uh infinity war and endgame have it come out between those two just because mostly like you you don't know what happens in endgame but then you also get a peek behind the curtain of what happened with the movie you just seen. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, like when I left Infinity War, I was like, "What was Cap and all them doing this whole whole freaking time? Like this is ridiculous." <laughs> Almost like there could be a standalone movie of just that, of just yeah. the Secret Avengers. Right. Right. Exactly. Jeff, what was your initial thoughts? Well, I had trepidations. I mean, uh, I kind of had the same. Uh, Feelings that Mike did. I was like, well, I mean, we're coming to this movie knowing how she ends up. So there's uh, it kind of I don't know, like you're it's hard to be emotionally invested in a character when you know, you know the end game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No pun intended. And yeah. I know, Tony, you want to you use the Star Wars prequel as kind of an example of that. Right. And I think the thing with the prequels was that, like, there was still this chunk of story that needed to be told. With Black Widow, I think a lot of people kind of felt like they knew everything. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like you kind of got the gist of the character and this movie didn't, there wasn't any huge revelations. Oh no. They explained why she doesn't have a Russian accent. I like how <laughs> she's the only member of her family who doesn't have a Russian accent. They always cracked me up. Um, but yeah, the, uh, <laughs> sounds like I'm being harsher on the movie than I actually mean to be. But yeah, I guess I felt kind of, I was in the same boat as Mike. I really wasn't sure what to expect. I actually really enjoyed the flashback at the beginning. Um, I've always been a big Red Guardian fan. I always love like the evil version of superheroes. You know what I mean? Like the yeah. Bizarros, the Cyborg Superman. You know? So I thought that was really interesting. I love that actor, uh, the guy from Stranger Things, whose name escapes me. David Harbour. He was excellent at it. <laughs> Thank you. Steph like loves him in anything that he's in pretty much. He's great. He, he is. He's a very, he, he's a very he, likable. He definitely uh, has a lot of screen presence. I thought he was an excellent choice. I was, re- well, was I was relieved that none of the new characters they introduced died. Yeah. Yes. But what was going through my head is and I, I just had read this prior to seeing the movie is, uh, Kevin Feige. Yeah. I've heard of that guy. (laughs) He recently said that they're not locking people in on these long-term contracts anymore. That's probably for the best, right? And I'm wondering if part of the reason they're doing that is like, for example, you're seeing Captain America Civil War. You're like, okay, well, I know he's going to make it through because he has X amount of movies left on his contract. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's, I, I don't think that's the reason they're doing it. But like while I was watching it, I was like, oh, my gosh, I was like, any one of these characters could die. I don't know where they're <laughs> popping up next. Yep. Another thing is uh, celebrities have been getting into controversies a lot lately. So not locking them into multi-year contracts is a good way to just be like, OK, this person said some sketchy stuff. See you later. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but I, uh, I actually prefer that as well. I don't want to know that someone's going to have a five 10, 15 year contract or whatever they're going to do. Yeah, no, hundred percent agree like that, that you're right. It takes, well, I guess it doesn't take everybody out, but people like us, like we know, Hey, Chris Evans had nine, nine movies on his contract mm-hmm. and he's, he's at it's almost like a spoiler alert in itself, yeah, you know? Yeah. So like, I, I think that's even if it's a deterrent, if he's just saying that to say it to basically like throw people off the scent, um, but we all know that leaks exist in inside companies of that nature. So I, I the, oh, yeah. they could, they could just be going movie by movie, but I, that could also end up being almost devastating for them as a company because they go to make another movie. They want to put red guardian in it, but, uh, David Harbour's not available to play red guardian mm-hmm. because he's shooting this movie over here. Hellboy well, too. Just throw a whole bunch of money. At Do you- I don't think that anyone can out pocket Disney for roles for him. No, I, <laughs> I hate saying this. I don't want to say it. Then don't. You're scaring us. <laughs> Do you think another part of it might be the whole Chadwick Boseman situation? Uh, I mean, that wasn't possible. the first name. It wasn't the first name that popped in my head. The first names that pop in my head are people like uh, uh, what's his face that played Red Skull. Hugo yeah. Weaving. Yeah, Hugo Weaving. Um, and then uh who was the other one that messed something up? Name the, the the person escapes me now, but there was another actor where uh he didn't want to come back for, for uh, I know um, Mickey Rourke's been very outspoken. Yes, I think that might have been him. Marvel. 
Uh, <laughs> so like those were the names. Not so much Chadwick because I think well, the, the Chadwick Boseman was just because that whole situation like was right. terrible. The concept yeah. of you know, well, people are mortal in real life. Well, and like you know, they they probably plan X amount of movies around him and right. Yeah, they definitely had to. Um, regather their bearings after I still I still have a hard time watching that movie I uh I it's weird because I, I'll watch it and then it's I I have to actually fit, like actually think about like oh shit like he's not around anymore mm-hmm. not like it's not like it wasn't memorable it's not that it wasn't memorable it was more just the factor that like it's unreal yeah it's it's so crazy you know it's such a crazy scenario that like this movie only came out four years ago but this, this guy's no longer with us. World. His acting career was just taking off. Yeah. He was probably going to be the face of, of the Marvel possibly. brand mm-hmm. going yeah, forward. Possibly. I, I don't think I have anything to add to your guys' overall thoughts of the movie. Uh, so we'll add, we'll go into the, the first category. And uh, we are calling it Show Stealer. Who is the one person in this movie that you think stole the show? Well, I think you guys won't find it surprising when I say uh, Red Guardian... <laughs> He was fan. Oh my god! He was just such a ham. He was always chewing on the scenery whenever he was at. Like your eyes were always drawn to him. The family dynamic that they had with everyone involved, well written. Like it was a, you know, for a non-action piece, it was really good character development for everyone. You made them actually emotionally invested in these crazy cold warrior misfits. You know, like yep. it was like watching you know my family's Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> like you know the really off the cuff comments or you're like dad you know like I kind of oh, knew that's where Jeff was going to go so yeah. I was just going to say uh, I was like well he's going to say Red Guardian so I gotta say something different uh, but Yelena like she was very enjoyable yes like I uh, kind of like that subtle like dry humor yes i liked her a lot she definitely had a little sister syndrome in it you yeah know? yeah i i i'm 100 percent back what what mike said like she stole the show for me i was like i, I loved her sassy attitude mm-hmm. and how she like poked fun at how Na- natasha like was basically like a supermodel superhero <laughs> the pose <laughs> the posing and everything like all that was all that was so great and that that weird it's it's weird and i always find this weird whenever it happens with the marvel shows especially um the dynamic between those two was overly sisterly like mm-hmm. i was like i was like okay like i can't believe that everybody is this great of an actor um, i think the director helped a great deal too I who directed who was the director? I can't remember her name, but I you could I think you could tell a big influence in how, especially during that big family dinner scene, like you could tell that she wanted the whole dysfunctional family dynamic, yeah, yeah, to be a big theme, which makes sense for you know this crazy, uh, you know, secret spy Russian family of murderers and super heroes, villains, super soldiers, yeah. I thought it was oh, yeah. very fascinating and entertaining. There was there was a lot of cool things about this movie. Um, I really liked how it was shot more like a <laughs> more like a um, like a spy movie or like a Jason Bourne movie. Yes, I definitely got Jason Bourne vibes. I've like, seen people say Jason Bourne. All the all the camera work screams the Bourne movies. Absolutely, I agree. and I was I was eating that shit up hard. Could we um? 
have a moment to cheer or uh, toast to the return of the Civil War location titles. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hey, that's like hell yeah. <laughs> I'm glad we got to finally uh, learn what happened in uh, Bangladesh or not. I know, uh, right? Kind of um, fucked up situation. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then like, oh, yeah. she was just totally unapologetic about it. I was like, well, it's my way out. What are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, it was it was totally messed up. Uh, but moving on. Uh, favorite scene. I think I would have to see it again. Uh, <laughs> Nothing really great. I will you, say eh? the the whole end thing with them falling. I don't know if it was my favorite scene, but it was like this is like one of oh. the most fucking ridiculous things I've ever yeah. seen. <laughs> that was over the top. Yeah, that like, was that was crazy. Bit. It was it was it was pushing that line of almost being like eye rollingly ridiculous, but at the same time, yeah, they're getting like, like fast furious type of stuff there. Not that I was complaining. I mean, you know. I mean, we've seen people go through portals, and it wasn't when you put it in the grand scheme of things we've seen in the Marvel universe. It, it was like, all right, whatever, right? But that's where we're at with the Marvel movies. It's just like whatever, whatever you guys say. Mm-hmm. What are you gonna do? Be like, whoa, this is getting unrealistic. <laughs> Hang on, uh, Jack. Did you uh, have a favorite? F- yeah, it was probably the family bonding scene. I thought, you know, like after it was a Jason Bourne movie for about half an hour, it was a really nice change of pace, really humanized everyone involved and make them seem like invincible Superman, which is like a big problem with Jason Bourne type movies where like, well, I'm just on the run and beating everyone's ass for two hours. And eventually I'm just so good that I win, you know, like. There's not that much invulsion, like emotional investment in the characters or like right. why they're doing what they're doing other than, oh, they're trying to kill me. I got to get out of, you know, like uh, that I thought was a really, you know, almost like changed my opinion of the movie. Because at first I was like, well, you know, this is enjoyable, but it's taking a lot of a whole lot of cues from the Winter Soldier. Like what they did with the Taskmaster was almost identical. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whole lot of beat like the villain in it was. I mean, he was eh, he's kind of one dimensional, actually. He's almost like a he DC a movie. Uh, yeah, very just, Bob Bosch. Oh, I'm just a mean bad guy. I'm just a total asshole. You know? <laughs> I don't know. He, he gave me the creeps. He was creepy. He like made me feel very like he. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, that was Jack Nicholson's right hand in the, the, the Departed. Was it? Yeah. Oh, wow. That explains the. Uh, did he have like a British Russian accent? Yeah, it was it was kind of dipping. It was dipping in there because you could Still hear like than his... Scarlett Johansson's Russian accent. So. <laughs> well, they knew that she couldn't hold one for two hours, so they were yeah. just like, you know what? Let's let's just ixnay that shit. <laughs> um, I would have to say that my favorite scene was probably uh, the family bonding scene was really 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 good, but <laughs> the first chase scene with her and her sister. And yes. the ridiculousness that ensued during that one, I was just like, holy shit. Like, it feels like a Marvel movie, but I also feel like I just changed the channel to Jason Bourne. And that was the first <laughs> scene. That was the, the first scene where I was scene, like, oh. Was really good too. Which was it? The prison break. Oh, yes. yeah. The prison that break was... scene was really good. His introduction scene was fantastic. Yeah, there was too. like. When the avalanche is coming and Yelena is just like, this is a cool way to die. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, that kind of tells you everything you need to know about that character. Exactly. 
Uh, I real quick here, since we've kind of nailed a couple of the scenes, uh, when her sister gets her vest, her first vest that she buys for herself. <laughs> yes. Did did anybody pockets. have this like moment of panic? Like, oh my god, she's gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and because yeah. I, I, yeah, obviously because this is the exact vest that ScarJo wears in Infinity War, yeah. and I was like, oh no, mm-hmm. it's it's a memorabilia piece. Um, so speaking of this, this is probably, I, I thought this was going to be a bigger section to be honest here, but I think it might be smaller, <laughs> uh, biggest letdown in the movie. Um, probably the villain. I don't really think they explored him well enough. Not Taskmaster, but Draco. Oh my God. No, wait, what are you, what am I talking about? Of course, tag, Taskmaster. That was, <laughs> that was definitely the elephant in the room. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I, they almost pulled like an X Men Origins with uh, Taskmaster, like totally a little bit. Changed. Nothing in common with the character except for the look was kind of based and on the name, like, huh? Look and name, yeah, look name and power set, power set, yep. Yeah, I, uh, no personality whatsoever. And then like I, the big reveal in it, I wasn't really that emotionally invested in that. I'm like, okay, so, I knew it was gonna happen. Yeah, <laughs> like. The foreshadowing I, was very obvious. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I'm, I'm going to agree with Jeff. I, <laughs> I didn't know if I wanted to go that route, but once he said it, I was like, no. Because Taskmaster's a really cool villain. He's yeah. this cool, like, assassin. And a big, like, cult fan favorite. Yeah. And it's like, an, it sucks because it's a big way to alienate fans, especially, like, the hardcore fans are always just going to be like, me, anyways, so... Right. Like, why give fuel, you know, why give them ammunition? Yeah. I, it, it was weird because I was sitting on this for the past 24 hours, and I'm like, well, Taskmaster was a bit of a disappointment, but if they hadn't unmasked the Taskmaster and just said, yeah, that's my, my fucked up daughter, then, like, I probably would have been okay with it. I, yeah. I'm more upset. I, to an extent, I would have been a lot more acceptable. acceptable. Right. I to, I'm more I was more upset at the the lack of uses in the action category for Red Guardian. I was hoping oh, to see I way know. more Red Guardian they, than that was a us. big letdown too. No shield. No no shield he too. Yeah. yeah. Like his his Marvel Legends figures come with shields. Yeah. But there was no shield. What's the yeah, shield was, look like? Does it just have a big red star on yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. It's a Soviet yeah. star. Um, but that that I I can't I can't really choose which one was a bigger letdown. I mean, uh, there well, was no- always more potential for both of them. I guess. Although, yeah, yeah. I, I guess don't know so. how they're going to develop the character for Taskmaster. Like, I don't know. I'm not even that yeah. interested in what they do with that character because it's not even a character. It's so like you know, it's yeah. like the Winter Soldier, except for there was no original emotional development to make it right. You know, such a big heartwarming scene. But eh, what are you going to do? Right. It's a, there was um, actually a rumor that Taskmaster was going to be Molina, their mom. I heard that too. And then when I saw like Taskmaster like show up at the, the place, I was like, "Oh, it's not her." <laughs> yeah. The only other letdown that I really had um, was the very end of the movie after everything was said and done, and you see General Ross rolling up on her with like twenty like SUVs. And then they just mm. cut to black and say two weeks later. I'm going, wait a minute. How yeah. did she get out of that? Because that, <laughs> like, that, that seems pretty impossible. Open field surrounded. Too. Yeah. 
<laughs> I don't even know what you could write. Um, but yeah, that that was the other thing. I was like, okay, I, I can't. I'm not gonna let that go. Like that was ridiculous. Like you just you see this one person getting surrounded, and then just cut away. Like I, yeah, I there's a reason. I, I, I think I guess, there's a reason. I guess Marvel maybe. doesn't do anything unintentionally. I yeah, think. I hope so. I really and that's I, a big I, plot hole to just be like, eh, it's a work. Yeah, out. I really I really <laughs> hope some explanation somewhere come comes in, but um They'll come up with something either way. What was something that you guys in this movie uh the biggest surprise? The thing that made you kind of go I liked Whoa. it. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, the, the one of the one of the biggest surprises of the movie Probably for me, the character development. I thought of it was the, uh, really well done. Uh, the family dynamic, like I mentioned, it was good before. character. Driven. I think if yeah. it wasn't for the character development for the you know crazy fucked up dysfunctional spy family, I wouldn't. I probably would be like, eh, it was all right. Yeah, it's, that's uh, kind of. It, it definitely had like a weird, like uh, dysfunctional The Incredibles feel to it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Red Guardian's definitely Mr. Incredible, 100%. Yes. <laughs> that was that was exactly my thought too was the 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 character development. They were able to make me give a crap about these uh three new characters within the first 45 minutes yeah. to an hour. Also, my biggest surprise was that Scarlett Johansson could uh carry a movie as the main star. That was like her biggest like everyone was like can she carry a movie without it flopping? Right. I was going to bring that up. She did Ghost in the Shell. Heard nobody like that. I actually and, did like and, it. Oh, and so and she kind of has this history of like not being able to carry the role, and then she mm-hmm. goes and does this, and does and, and carries the role, and carries the role pretty well. Does it make you rethink? Like, okay, was she actually the problem, or was it the directors and people in charge that didn't know how to give direction to the film? Well, I mean, she's been accused of being a very wooden actor, like uh, not displaying a lot of emotion, a lot of emotional range. But I mean, she's an action star. Like, I mean, I love Arnold Schwarzenegger. I love so many other action stars that, you know, don't have the greatest emotional range. You play to the strength of the character. Yeah. Okay. Play to the strength of the actor. And I think this did it really well. I don't think she's a bad actor by any means. Like you look at uh winter soldier, her interactions with uh, Steve were actually very touching and very uh-huh. humanizing for both of them. Right. So I think it could largely just be amount. Uh, it could amount to the director and just her having a reputation that was, I think largely unfounded. Uh-huh. Like you work with what you got, and if you expect something different, then that's on you. It's a uh, then she's been playing the same character for like twelve years. Oh, absolutely, she's kind of like uh, a female Harrison Ford. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I, I would say that uh, I find Harrison Ford equally as attractive as well. Oh, absolutely. Maybe <laughs> maybe just this much over. So let's wrap this up. Final thoughts. What do you guys what do you guys think? People should go see this movie, sit it out, yes. wait for it to stream it. I think yes. you should oh, see sorry, it. go ahead. No, I think you should see it. Um the end credit scene's very touching and strange. Uh <laughs> so if you've watched Touches Falcon, you in weird ways. If you've if you watched Falcon and Winter Soldier, it'll be like a Oh, what's going on? Even though this was 
shot before that show was shot. Yeah. So, was curious it? to see where that goes. I know uh, that'd be like six years before, right? Because yeah. it's before. Yeah. I know Florence Pugh. She's uh, gonna be in the Hawkeye TV series, so we'll be seeing oh things play out there. So is uh, the Black Widow sister going to be like a character in that? Or I think they're. Well, we'll see. I feel like they're doing like a Dark Avengers or Thunderbolts angle. I hope so. I love the Thunderbolts. I, f- I feel like I feel it coming. Um, yeah. Or there's there's another like line of Avengers that is like Bizarro Avengers too. I can no, I think Hell yeah. I think everybody that's Marvel fan should see it just to have that joy again. Of going to the movies. And not to mention, once you get it home, you buy it on Blu-ray, DVD, streaming, whatever, and you make you do your Marvel movie marathon, I think sliding it in between Civil War mm. and Infinity yeah. War will make that viewing experience even I, better. I just couldn't like, agree more. Just like Age of Ultron and Civil War back-to-back makes Age of Ultron so much better. Right. Exactly. It's it's weird to to think about going and doing that. And how how much it'll improve the viewing experience of certain movies. Jeff, what about you? Finals? Overall, I thought it was a very enjoyable film. I liked it better than I thought I would. I didn't really have any expectations, positive or negative. The villain, I thought, was kind of one-dimensional. But oh well. He had good screen presence. I think they could have done more to even like talk about the seriousness of uh, human trafficking. Because it, it's such a heavy theme. Yeah. The that opening credit scene was haunting. Yes. And that was tough to watch. Like, I was, like, feeling weird watching it. Like A couple I of times, like, uh, they really touched into something, like, primal. Yeah. Like, something that went wrong. beyond a Disney action espionage thriller. You know what I mean? Right, like, right. I, like, that opening credits, I was like, I don't feel right. <laughs> I, that, I, I, I think that was the job. Down. I think that yeah. was the job. It worked. Like, like to, to really movie, like in a lot of ways, uh, it took ingredients of other films, TV shows, put them all together. And while the pacing wasn't perfect, I think overall very enjoyable film, especially as a Marvel fan, but even as just a person seeing a movie. Right. I couldn't agree more. I think I think it's definitely worth going and seeing um, for for multiple reasons, what we talked about at the beginning of the show with returning to the movie theaters and having that experience once again, and especially something like a Marvel movie is like a great way to kind of kick it off um, because they've been kind of the expedite of the summer season, like Mike mm-hmm. said earlier. So, and not to mention, like, I've, I've personally wanted a Black Widow movie since Avengers 1. And I was oh, mad. Yeah. I was mad each time it passed by. Like, I was just like... <laughs> God I do think it. they did it too late. I think we were ready before. Oh, everybody! I feel like everybody was pretty much ready. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm sticking to what I said earlier about how like the movie did feel a little too little too late. Like, I think, I think it, uh, it would have been so detract. good if it came out right after Civil War. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think it could have made it. You know, up there with uh, Captain Marvel. You know. I oh see personally I th- I liked it better than Captain Marvel. I did I think too. I That's did what too. I'm saying. Like I think it really has the chops to perform really well. Yeah. So that yeah that in credit scene we got a little bit of time left. So that in credit scene, uh, she did the whistle. 
Mm-hmm. I thought I was going to hear sadness. it back. Dude, I, I was like, don't you dare respond. <laughs> <laughs> don't respond back. Alternate timeline. Yeah, that's the, the, all that ran through my head. I was like, this, anything could happen. It could be a different Black Widow. Could, you know, it could be not Natasha. Um, and then mm. when... And then when what's her face, Madam uh, Hydra showed up, I was like, I was like, uh, what? <laughs> yeah. I was like, this there just was, got a little bit more exciting. Before we wrap up, I remember my least favorite part because it's the least <laughs> realistic part in the movie. Not not even close to the falling people. It was <laughs> even more unrealistic is when they said they wanted to go back to Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Take that, Ohio. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> All right, fair, let's close this out. Tasty. Let's close this out with an old, old, old Kapowcast trick. So give, give the, give the movie your final scores. All right, um, I'll go first because I'm making the most noise. Overall, I think it was very enjoyable. If you enjoy an action flick, if you're a Marvel fan, either way, it's good as a standalone film, in my opinion. They don't really hint too heavily. Like, everyone knows who the Avengers are. You know, you could go into this movie. They just they don't do anything more than reference the Avengers. So I think it works really well. The action's good. Uh, The characters are fun and entertaining, believable, heartwarming. So overall, I'd give it 7.5 hypnotized fembots out of 10. <laughs> that hypno gas was like probably the goofiest MacGuffin ultimate weapon in a Marvel movie so far. Like yeah. hypno gas and the anti-hypno gas. Yeah, that, that one was like, I was like, can They're I? It's like, okay, let's get the plot rolling. This isn't what we need to be focusing on. All right. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was. It, that's kind of it. I was like, I was like, ah, fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'll roll with it. We'll do a live. <laughs> Fuck it. I'll do uh, seven and a half. Too little, too late. Out of <laughs> seven and a half, two littles out of ten lates. <laughs> uh, <laughs> good one. Uh, I'm gonna give it eight and a half out of ten dysfunctional families. Hell yeah. That was the part where I was like, okay, now it's believable. They hate each other. <laughs> I feel like I can relate to these yes. people. Now it seems like a family. <laughs> but yeah, that, that'll that conclude our spoiler review of Black Widow. Uh, Mike's dog is wanting She's to, losing her shit. I gotta she, go. <laughs> she's gotta go. She's been biting my ankle nonstop. <laughs> I'm in tremendous pain. And as always, if you haven't yet, I don't know why, subscribe, hit that bell for notifications and that little little thumb up button because it helps with the dreaded algorithm, which is a, essentially a, a Russian mobster, algorithm. a Russian mobster that we can't defeat <laughs> with, with, without breaking our own nose. Um, <laughs> How does that sever the nerve again? I was confused about that. I, I'm sure it's just like disconnect, dis, you know, disconnecting your shoulder, like you get nerve damage because... All I know is uh, we should try it. Yeah, hundred percent. We'll <laughs> Mike, you we'll get together, <laughs> get together, have a nose breaking party. <laughs> and until the next Marvel movie drops, I've been Tony. I will always be Mike. And at the moment, I am Jeff. Unless they're variants. Oh shit! And we'll, <laughs> and we'll see you guys next time. Bye bye. Toodles.